Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. Hello, everyone. Hi. And welcome. I am, we are having problems. Let me get Aaron on here. We are, hey, Aaron. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we hear you just Great. fine. We are Excellent. having problems connecting with Facebook. So I am going to share out our YouTube link real quick. And I'm not sure what the problem is. Uh, so you're going to have to give me just a second because I can't oh, no worries. at the same time. <laughs> uh, problems with StreamYard connecting. Um, we haven't had this problem in some time. So join us on YouTube. The comics and the retailer. Okay, so posting that to Silverline Comics. I should probably post that to this link here. Uh, try us here. Try us here. Sorry about good, that. Good thing I shared the YouTube link then. <laughs> well, yes, it is a very good thing you shared the YouTube link. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to, if anyone is tr trying to find it on Facebook, I've gone to Facebook and under that post where it says we're supposed to be live, I said, try us here and send them to YouTube. So if anybody comes looking for us on Facebook, they'll see that. And then hopefully see the YouTube link and, and come on over. We are also on uh, Twitch if anybody is watching us there. So um, so we usually have the three options. But I don't know why. It's, uh, I'm just getting an error message that we're having problems connecting to YouTube. And I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, not YouTube, to, to <laughs> Facebook. And I don't know what those issues are. Uh but anyway, let us get started. So welcome, everyone, to a Silver Sunday here on this uh, May 8th on a Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Um, if your mother is still with you and you haven't spoken to her, shame on you. Call her <laughs> now and tell her how much she means to you. Um, and if you are a mother, make sure those in your realm appreciate you if they don't smack them and make them appreciate you mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so um so yeah so uh you, you hopefully you saw it on the startup screen but uh you know we have to go through this uh we don't have to this is our joy to go through this every week shout out to our sponsor daytona beach comic con uh if you like comics and you like comic book conventions make your plans to go to daytona beach Comic Con, lots of comics for comic fans there, and there will be lots of comic makers, so you can bring comics to get signed, or even better yet, bring some money and buy comics from them and get them signed on the spot. Uh, in September of this year, Daytona Beach Comic Con, uh, shout out to, as always, Coliseum of <laughs> Comics. If you are in the Orlando area and you need to find your Silverline comics, make your way to... 
Coliseum of Comics on East Colonial Drive and in Claremont, I believe, in Claremont, right? Also, mm -hmm. yep. Those yep. are my and, two stores, yep. Yep. And uh, tell them that you want to buy Silverline Comics at that Silverline sent you there and buy Silverline Comics. Coliseum of Comics, East Colonial Drive in Orlando and in Claremont. Um, and big shout outs to uh, our printer, Kablam, for awesome printing work. Mm -hmm. um, they are going through a very rough week this week. So uh, we are asking everybody to be a little patient with them. I, I think that we're supposed to get our books on Tuesday for uh, Sirens and for Wolf Hunter. So if you backed, um, if you backed that campaign, um, I, obviously I will keep you posted, but I am anticipating uh, a message from them that, that will say that uh, I should get books on Tuesday. That's, that's my, my fingers are crossed, but I will, I will let you know on the Kickstarter page. And uh, lastly, uh, shout out to OCD, Orlando Collector Deviants, um, fan family doing fan service in the Orlando and Florida area. So, uh, so yeah, so that was the uh, update for the uh, Sirens and Wolf Hunter. Uh, but as you guys know, uh, or you should know, Roberta, I'm going to mm -hmm. share this. If this is yeah, go ahead. Streamyard can take the art off. Yeah. So uh, we currently have this wow. Kickstarter going. We Look have at that. Uh, yep. We have 53 backers at 2460 with 14. That's two two weeks left to go. So I know some of you are like, well, you haven't delivered on the last one yet. I fully get you. I understand. I I know exactly what you mean. Hopefully you will recall that we are uh, 16 for 16 of the previous ones. Um, and the Sirens and the Wolf Hunter campaign um, those are books are not due until the end of May. So we still have buffer time, even though we do generally try to get those out before our next one starts. Didn't quite happen this time. So we're asking you to give us a little a little grace on, on that one. But uh, still lots of original art uh, left. I went and looked uh, through some of the original art today. And uh, if you're an original art fan, there is still uh, some original art left. Uh, lots of pages from... I don't know how many commissions are left. I think most of the commissions are gone. I can check on those and I need to update this. Uh, need to update this to let you know what's gone. Uh, several of the original pieces of art are gone, but there's a lot there. If you are an original art fan, this is a, a great way to get some original art from a comic that you are also going to own. So uh, you will get that. And even to, there's even some original pages to Cray here, even though that was uh, originally published in the in the nineties. So, uh, and then the, the entirety of, um, the obsoletes, number one, Aaron Humphreys has made that available. All of the pencils are available to that one as well. So, um, fantastic way to get original artwork, uh, lots of goodies. And of course, if you missed a silver line issue, you can always pick it up here as well. Um, so jump on over there. Let's see here. How to, jump on over there. Um, Back it if you can. If you can't back it, we certainly understand, but uh, share it around. Um, so today we have a special guest with us, <laughs> Mr. Aaron Holland. Who hey, is how's it going? <laughs> we are doing well. 
Um, and, and uh, I'll put your art back up on j just a second. Oh, whatever. <laughs> well, well, I like we, okay. we wanted so people can see you. But for most of our stream, what we like to do is have artwork. Uh, we like to watch Roberta uh, color mm -hmm. and then whoever else might be here do their artwork while we talk. But uh, folks, we, we want folks to see your see your face so they know you're a real person. Um, Aaron is the owner of Coliseum of Comics in Orlando and on East Colonial Street and in Claremont. Yep. And uh, so so the first thing we'll do, Aaron, we're, I, I, I know I, I kind of set you up a little bit. I said we want to talk to you about independent comics and the retailer because you got as a retailer, you have a lot of hard decisions to make. You just uh, are you exhausted from yesterday? I'm going to assume. A little bit. I'm just exhausted from the last two years, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yesterday was a really good day for us. Good. Well, uh, you know, it's one of my, it's uh, Coliseum of Comics is usually my home on uh, Free Comic Book Day, but uh, we had a graduation yesterday that, uh, that we attended, um, and I'm pretty sure she won't be listening to the stream so i can say i would rather have been at a free comic book day <laughs> but she's a sweetheart so uh so we were we were happy to to be there and, and support her and her graduation Congrats uh, gra yeah she she graduated from stetson so oh wow uh, yeah so Great. well congratulations uh, yeah so um so she she yeah she's my my, my son's girlfriend so um she's done a she's done a great job so we were, we were proud to be there but anyway um so yeah so one of the first things obviously and i i saw a little bit of this going around it people talk about free comic book day mm -hmm. and they get excited because oh free comic book day so i think a lot of people don't realize that okay yeah it's free comic book day but you as the retailer they weren't free to you no, you, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> they're deeply discounted. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's a two two part kind of disconnect with some people. Like anyone who's been to Free Comic Day before knows what it's all about. You come in, the publishers have made you know special edition copies of either something that exists or more commonly something new that's leading into like an event or some other new story, new character, new series launching, things like that. Um, some people who are not familiar that think, oh, I can come in and I get free comic books like off the stands. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. every couple of years, there's someone who like all of a sudden they come up to the counter with a big stack of books from the wall, the regular wall. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's not how this works. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. And they're so confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it may not surprise you, but as a, as a creator being there as well, um, you know, I've, I've experienced that same thing. They walk by and they just start picking them up. And I'm like, yeah, those, those, unfortunately, those aren't the free ones. Right. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I thought it was free comic book day. It is free <laughs> comic book day. But those are the free ones over there. You, you got to go uh, over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fortunately, I mean, most publishers now it's on average, it's probably 30 cents a copy. But I mean, still, when you're talking about we bring in, oh, gosh, five to six thousand books per store. Right. Um, it, it does add up, but it, yeah, it's also it a very big day for, um, you know, for outreach to people who may not always be, you know, haven't tried comics or have been out of it. And it's it's a jumping on point to just keep people interested. Yeah. Now, I've I've I've, uh, I've seen the occasional retailer say that um, a free comic book day ends up being even though they give away a lot of free comics, it ends up being the the, the best day of their uh, uh, year. Is that the case for you? For, oh, uh, yeah, very much so. It's, it's always in our top three between like this and Black Friday and um, 
like I'd say, like, you know, uh, probably the Wednesday before Christmas is always one of the biggest days of the year with Ooh, new comics really? and last minute shopping. And yeah. The Wednesday before Christmas. Now, I never would have guessed that to be the case. Yeah. A lot of subscribers come in, want to clean out their box, make sure they're caught up before they go away for holidays or. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Because it's like the, one of the last big weeks. Usually the publishers tend to like the week between Christmas and New Year's is pretty light. Um, uh-huh. So there can be a little bit of front loading and a couple extra books coming out that last week. So, you know, people looking for last minute gifts for for whoever or, you know, their loved ones or themselves or, or anything like that. So it's always that always ends up being an oddly large uh, sales day. Wow. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That kind of surprises me. I, I wouldn't I would not have guessed that to be the case. Now, Black Friday doesn't surprise me, but mm-hmm. but uh, the Wednesday before Christmas is a bit of a surprise. Um. So, so Aaron, how long have you been doing this? Actually, before we get there, <laughs> let me let me back up just a little bit. What got you into comics? Uh, so I had I didn't really read a lot of comics as a kid. Like I had a couple growing up. I remember having the GI Joe Treasury Edition, uh, like the oversized one. one. Yeah, I remember like it, it was in such beat up condition by the time I was old enough to realize like, you know, cause I took silly putty and I made like, you know, pushed it on there <laughs> right, and like, yeah. stretched mm-hmm. the, the faces and all that kind of stuff. And I remember having some kind of like Legion of superheroes special or something like that, but never a lot until I got in my twenties. Um, one of the guys I worked with at universal was like, Oh, you got to read this. We're just talking, whatever. Just, yeah. And, oh, you got to read the story, uh, infinity gauntlet. And, um, that and kingdom come are what got me into comics. Cause he kind of really? recommended those. Yeah. Um, like to this day, uh, Galactus, Silver Surfer, and Thanos are three of my favorite characters of all time. Um, so when, like, you know, Thanos shows up in the end credits of the first Avengers movie, I'm like, even my wife realized, like, something's <laughs> happening here. Like, oh my God, what's right. going on? Um, so that was, for me, that was pretty exciting. Obviously, they changed them for the movies, but, like, right. I think what, what grabbed me and fascinated me uh, at the time was just how he wasn't just a villain out to rob and murder. Like, he had you know, he was, he had a goal he was trying to achieve. And the fact that he kind of basically lets himself get defeated and then just goes off and farms for a while. Like I'm going to figure life out now. Like was, right. was very compelling and interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like the Alex Ross art in kingdom Ooh. come and the fact the else worlds uh, kind of stuff. Like it wasn't um, like, it wasn't what I expected out of a, a superhero story, especially like yeah. you know, with the Batman Superman stuff and all that. And so it was just like, wow. The, so I had a, a really positive introduction to comic books and, um kind of just been around them ever since mm. you kind of had an awakening right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. You, just, you get that right book for the right person and all yeah. of a sudden it's like you know the whole world opens up yeah so so of course you know that I, I teach it and so many of them um they expected to, to all be like you know adam west batman and you're like well you know there, yeah there's that but <laughs> you know i mean and and i don't have a problem with that but it's so much more, you know? Oh, yeah. The last, um, like, 10 years, uh, especially, like, name a genre, name a style of art, yeah. uh, you know, uh, style of writing. Like, it's insane how, how many options are out there. There's something out – literally, there's something out there for everyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it will, like, branch you off into, like, either following an artist or a writer or, like, I like that kind of story or whatever. And you just, like, once you're in it, you kind of bounce around and you, you, you know, you'll find other stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to options in the retailer here in just a minute. Uh, so, so how did you get? How did you go from there to being uh, a retailer? How did you make the the jump from being a, a, a comic book reader to saying, "Hey, I'm I I got some stores I'm going to own." <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that was not planned, actually. Um, 
So I had worked at Universal for a long time and I had kind of languished there and I was looking for, for a career to follow. And um, um, like, I just was like, I need to get, need to get out of here. And, and eventually I saw that Coliseum was advertising for a games manager at the Fashion Square Mall location. Mm-hmm. Interviewed and got that. Um, the manager who was there at the time ended up leaving in October to move out of town. And so I ended up getting the promotion to store manager. Wow. Um, and over that, over the next um, couple of years, you know, I just, I learned a ton about, you know, I, I had a, I got a business degree from UCF and I wasn't really doing anything with it. Um, but running the store, you know, having that, you know, on the ground, just, you know, managerial experience of it, because the, the owner at the time previous to me for this store, um, he was also an affiliate of Coliseum, but um okay you know, lawyer by day, geek by night. And so it was like, yeah, the manager is just, just handled pretty much everything except anything to do with, you know, you know, governmental and, and, you know, whatever else, you know, sales right. tax, you know, filings, things like that. Um, so I was kind of, you know, doing it all. And I had to figure out a lot, you know, you know, put procedures in place. Cause it was kind of, it was a little loose at the time. Um, but, uh, you know, had a good crew and we evolved yeah. and then we moved to where the arcade had been. Um, and then about a year later, the o- owner at the time was like, you know, I'm busy with my family, busy with my job. I don't, just don't have time anymore. Do you want to buy it? Like, Oh, okay. I didn't even really mm-hmm. thought of that as a, as an option. <laughs> like what? Um, so we got some money together, took, you know, took out some loans and, you know, bought the store. And then uh, three days later uh, was the big market crash of 08 that led into the great recession. Oh, bad timing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, at oh, no. first, it was like, well, what's going to happen? We're okay for now. And the year started okay. And the next year, and then it was just, what's going on? Where are the people? And so, yeah, yeah. the next few years were pretty rough, but we were able to keep things going. And, um, you know, we've had, you know, we've always had our ups and downs, but, you know, things are going well right now. So I can't complain. Yeah. Well, if, if you're like me, if you complain, no one's going to listen to you anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, um, so you're talking 2008, so you're talking what, five, 10. Uh, so I'm, on... I'm, as an owner, I'm coming up on, uh, 14 years in September. Wow. Um, and J- uh, January of 05 is when I joined the company. Okay. So almost 20 years. Uh, getting closer. Yeah. 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 This is 22, right? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, so. I lost track too. I <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so now, do you do the orders for your stores? Um, not, not anymore. Like, I have right. a hand in it. So, I've mm-hmm. got a manager at each store, and they have a lot of um, leeway to, like, here's how I want the store run. Um, and there's a little bit of handholding, but, uh, like, for example, we've got it. We have a new manager as of October at the Claremont store. Um, bit by bit by bit like you know because the ordering is gosh i i don't even know if you look at pre i, I assume you look at the previous catalog every yes month. yeah <laughs> um usually so our our order and this is just for diamond our order i mean there's two to three thousand line items to go through every month right um plus now we've got penguin random house that we deal with in lunar those aren't as intense because it's more just marvel and dc on those other ones but in through diamond you know you've got all the the you know, everything from like, you know, t-shirts and statues and pop figures and all, all right. the merch and things that you have to consider and like, what do we want to bring in? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I do have a hand in that. And then there's a weekly, a lot of people don't, 
it's a little inside baseball you probably know about, but the final order cutoff that DC does where you can, yeah. and all the companies where you can, you can tweak your orders about three or four weeks away from release a little bit. Um, on a yeah. lot of most companies books nowadays, which is a lot better than it used to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they pull all the numbers they put in, they check their data, they put in all the stuff and I just, they send it to me. They, you know, they copy me on and I just review it. And if I see a problem, I, I alert the person who's doing the final ordering, like, Hey, tweak this over here and, you know, mm. give them the guidance of like, Hey, here's why I did this thing. And so bit by bit by bit, there's like, you know, when someone's like a new manager, it's like, there's a lot of, you know, handholding and watching right. through that. Cause it, it takes months to get used to like the trends. Cause if a book is coming out every month, it's like, okay, well, is it going up or down? And you're watching these trends and just getting a feel for it. It's just, it's just, it's a long haul process, but they're doing, um, you know, new guys doing great actually. Like I, I don't have a lot of tweaks I make on his orders anymore. So that's, that's good. good. That's yeah. good. So, so do you track, um, do you track the, the sales of uh, individual titles? Oh yeah. Very yeah. much so. Um, now, now you've already said, you already mentioned, and that's one of the things I was going to get to like 2000 line items. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> that's just diamond, right? Yeah. So, 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 so for, so for a lot of people who, who may not realize it is that the DC is no longer, uh, DC comics are no longer even offered through diamond. Distributor. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your DC comics through penguin. Uh, uh, Marvel is with penguin random house and you can still get them to DC or sorry, okay. through diamond and DC is exclusively through lunar lunar. That's right. I'm, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Lunar. Yeah. So, so you've gone from in the, the span of what, two years having to order for everything from one source to three different sources. You, you don't have an option. I mean, if you want yeah, those no. books, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. What were you no, I was just gonna say, so, so, so you order your, your Marvel books from one, one source, you order your DC books from another source and then, everybody else from the other source um as well as your your toys and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff now do do uh do you still get marvel merchand marvel and dc merchandise through diamond or yes um because they license out to so many different companies right it's kind of crazy actually um in fact like over the years gosh i i i'd have to do a count like we do regular ordering from probably two dozen different vendors Okay. Um, on a monthly basis, just, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a direct account with Funko, with Lego, with um, Entertainment Earth, where we get like, you know, the, the, some of the exclusives or, right. I mean, you know, there's, um, gosh, company, you know, poster companies, things like that. Like, because, you know, Diamond doesn't carry everything. And even right. the stuff they carry, they sell down on and sell out of, and they don't restock unless there's enough back orders for demand. So over the years, we've just uh, opened accounts with tons of you know, directly with manufacturers, publishers, all kinds of, you know, companies. And we get a lot of stuff direct now too. Wow. Yeah. But that, that would seem, uh, you know, for me looking, uh, you know, from the outside looking in, that would seem to be a royal pain in the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and especially the last two years. Cause a lot of these accounts, uh, like I'd say probably 75% of the accounts we've opened over the last two years just because of, you know, supply chain issues related to COVID, right. um, manufacturing issues. It just, the only chance and opportunity we have to get some of these products is if we go direct. And even then it's like, you know, we've had a direct account with um, BCW. Um, they do uh, mm, the, the, all the supplies. Exactly. A lot of bags yeah. and boards, boxes, things like that. Yeah. But, so it's like right now it's like, well, we can get current bags right now. Can't get current boards. Um, you know, in a month or two, we'll probably be getting boards in and then we won't be able to get current bags in. Just, no bags. There's a, there's a manufacturing lag and they're still catching up with demand. And 
the yeah. demand's not being sated because as soon as anything comes in, it just flies out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you get, so you get your independent comics because uh, obviously that's kind of why we're here. You get your independent comics primarily through diamond, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then the occasional guy who yells at you and yeah. says, Hey, <laughs> we got a retail tier at the, at the, on our Kickstarter. Yep. Um, so what would you say from a retailer's perspective, what is your biggest challenge in finding or choosing independent comics? Um, that's gotten a little easier over the years, actually, um, because some of the companies like um, not all of them and not even every company, every issue, but like, say, Image or Boom mm-hmm. in particular, they launch a new number one issue, right? Right. Uh, most of the time, they make it, they guarantee it for us. They make it the number one issue returnable for for retailers. Oh. Um, Dark Horse does it a little bit, but they a lot. Some companies have a threshold. It's like order ten copies, and we make it returnable for you. Um, okay. So they they make it easier for us. And actually, we have seen increased sales in independent comics because we're less, you know, like a you know, whatever random book five years ago or 10 years ago that came out, it's like, I don't know if the right people see it, uh, you right. know, but uh, now it's like, okay, well order this many. And we do a thing. I don't know if every store does it or not uh, around the country or whatever, but like we, we do a thing where we cross pull it. We call it, um, we put a, a, a green bookmark in a book and it sticks out of the top and it says, um, I forget, like it basically it's a suggestion. Uh-huh. Like it says oh. extra book at the top. Basically, it's right. like, hey, we think it says that we think you'd like this because of, you know, another book you read. Yeah. So we throw those in there and it's no one's obligated to buy it. But, you know, we cross pull. And uh, so this the fact that these are guaranteed to give us a chance to expose more customers to these books and give them a chance to say yay or nay. And overall, there's been a net positive of increasing subscriptions on independent books. Wow. That, do you, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, obviously as independent comic book makers, we'd love to hear that. Do, do you find that, um, did, did the whole distribution, uh, how can I say this kerfluffle, uh, <laughs> did, did that, uh, help you, uh, did that, did that push you to independent comics in any kind of way, or did it help you kind of see more of them or what did um, it any other than messing up the way you make your orders? <laughs> not necessarily. Um, no, I mean, it's always like, because I know I, I see it in some of the retailer forums where they talk about like, oh, this company is doing X, Y, Z. I don't want to support them. It's like, well, as as a business owner, it does come down to what's going to sell and what do your customers right. want. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. that's always how I've looked at it and, yeah. and how we tend to tend to run the shop. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do and like, you know, you can't, that's nothing too, you can't make everyone happy. Like, you know, no. we, we have plenty of misses too. It's like, even some of the returnable books lately, we had a couple where, you know, we ordered, okay, it looks about like this. It should sell like this. You know, you compare like, try and compare apples to apples. Well, this book looks like, a, book A seems a lot like book C, so it should sell similar to it. You know, right. like most, of the, you know, half and half. Like sometimes it does really well and sells. That's like, oh, I wish I'd gotten more. And then other times it's like, whoa, good thing this is returnable. We really need <laughs> <enjoyed> this book. <laughs> uh, now, so, so do, do you find that... Uh... That you, do you, you return very many? Uh, mixed bag. Some months, mixed like uh, this last month, actually, there was, wasn't too many. Um, but uh, some months, it's like, wow, here's, you know, we, you know, here's 50, 60, 100, 100 books for cover stripping and, uh, you know, 
reporting basically to the, wow. to the distributor. Yeah. So you're actually old time tearing off the logos and sending them back. Well, uh, they stopped doing uh, it's uh, what they call affidavit returns. Basically, you cover strip it uh, with Lunar. You take a picture of of a, you spread out the books, take a picture and upload it, showing that you did cover strip them. Um, with uh, Diamond, it's on honor. Basically, you're supposed to just throw them away. Is what they yeah. want to do. Which yeah. a lot of people don't know that about the the book industry in general. But like you know, big big box bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw a post on Reddit a couple of weeks ago when you know, there was cover strip books filled like a full dumpster behind you know Barnes and Noble or something. People are like, oh my gosh, what is happening? It's like. They've been doing that for, you know, oh, yeah. 20, 30 years now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I, I worked at a bookstore when I was in college. So, yeah, I mean, we did that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it wasn't unusual that uh, I, I don't know if they I would assume it still happens. But, you know, we had because um, I was in a college town, um, there were a certain number of people who kind of knew, yeah, today's the day they're doing that. And you could go out back by the dumpster yeah. after work and you could see people running through, you know, picking yeah, out, oh, look, here's the, books, yeah. Yeah, here's the latest John Grisham book. It's, you know, brand new, just rip the cover off and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. So, yeah, that's, I've always found that kind of wild. Like the amount of paper that that's involved in that, like with comics at first, I remember the first time I like cover stripped a book, I was like, this feels so wrong. It does. <laughs> Yeah. So wrong. Um, <laughs> usually it's not in mass. It's just a handful of books, you know, five yeah. or ten copies here or there. But uh, I've had staff over the years who have like, they're like, don't give them to me. I refuse to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, it this does. is sacrilege. Yeah. You don't, you don't rip a comic book. It does hurt. I, I understand. It hurts to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephen Brown said, hey, what did I miss? Hey, Stephen, we are talking to Aaron Holland from Coliseum of Comics about uh Co- uh, retailers and independent comics. Um, so when you run through your two or your, your managers, when they, um, when they run through these 2000 items in diamond comics, you know, a lot of, uh, would you say, uh, what five to 600 of those are independent comics? Is that fun? Cause at one point oh, in time, geez. I remember there, there used to be anywhere from seven fifty to a thousand comic books in diamond and that included marvel and dc mm-hmm. and so if you if you remove 300 of them to to be marvel and dc books it ended up to be you know 500 books that weren't marvel dc um, so I'm, I'm right now i'm pulling up an inventory from this week okay to see uh how many of the lines are independent books of and this is what we're stocking as a chain this isn't even everything that's on diamond Okay. Um, so yeah, bear with me one second, but sure. uh, yeah. it's a lot of books. It's not a, it's not an, it's not an insignificant amount of stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, the Indies start at line 237 and go through line 436. So about 200 independent titles or some of these are multiple covers, but, right. uh, yeah. you know, kind of just to give you, you know, an idea of what we're doing, so, but like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Just books. Stock. There, there's just, yeah. it doesn't make sense sometimes to carry some of them. And, you know, it's a lot of it's based on, you know, if it launches well as a number one, there's usually, you know, one number ones always tend to do the best and then there's a bleed off and then, yeah. but there's a leveling at some point and here's how many copies we know on a weekly basis. And we yeah. do a weekly hand count inventory just to confirm what's there and what our system says. And, you know, based our ordering on a combination of that against sales and where's the trend going, has it stabilized? Is it a hot story arc? And 
sales are up. Um, so yeah, there's not, there's a little bit of a science to it, but there's a lot of gut to it also, as far as like, yeah. like ordering independent comics. Well, so, so what do you look for when you got, you got the, all of these, these independent comics, what are you looking for? Uh, what are some things that if you see, you're like, I got to have that or what are, or, uh, and the, the, the opposite of that is what are some things that you see and you go, yeah, there's no way I'm going to order that one. Mm. Um, and, and, and we're, I'm not trying to be title. Specific, oh yeah. 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 No, yeah. no, no, no. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't so want to call anybody out. Flipping through the catalog. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to use a couple of specific examples just off the top of my head, but like the okay. first one's kind of a generalization. It's, you know, I'm looking at, I'm flipping through the catalog. Does that cover grab me? What's right. the title? What is it? Just what's it sound like? What's it look like? Who's writing it? Who's the artist? Um, what company is it coming from? Because some companies are just, they, they make slightly better choices than others. Right. Um, you know, then it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, let's look at, okay, what's the description now? Like, what does it say? Does that sound interesting? Does that sound derivative of something else? Is it, you know, X, Y, Z? Like it is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's a feel, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, you see, Gosh, you know, I'm not going to point anyone out on this. I don't want to call any companies, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like, we, we try not you to, see, yeah. like, oh, we're doing a sequel to this series that was kind of a mediocre seller. Oh, now we're doing a third thing for it. Oh, now we're doing a fourth series for it. Now we're doing a fifth series. And like every time for those kind of books, it's like the sales just keep yeah. doing this and this and this. And it's like, why are we ordering this? You know, <laughs> at a certain point. Uh, one of the things that's always tough to order too, uh, or we t- sometimes will avoid them, uh, like Image Comics will do a lot of, uh, not a lot, but every once in a while you see like this oddball one shot. It's like, mm. it's not tied to anything. It's just its own thing. It's like, it's a one shot or or yeah. a two issues. That Two issue series are the worst. Yeah. Absolute worst. Because every now and then, like number one still isn't out and we've had to order, you know, our numbers for number two. It's like, we have no Ooh. idea how this is going to sell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one shots are t- a little tough, um, and the, the very small mini series are a little tough too, depending on where they're coming from. So when you say very small, you, you mean like two issues? Yeah, yeah, like a two or three issue mini series is tough. It's a lot. You know, you look at, uh, and again, I'll point an image. Like they they've got sure. kind of it down to a science where it's like we're doing this. Everything's like pretty much either a five issue mini series or it's an ongoing that's broken into five issue story arc chunks. Yeah. And that's how they subdivide their trade paperbacks, right? And yeah, most of their right. trade paperback volumes are 10 bucks for the, the first volume. And then they go to wow. pricing for the others. So, yeah. and they're doing, you know, uh, the issue one reprints and the image first, and they're all a dollar. And they, they, they do a good job of ha- keeping people flowing to their books and giving them reasons to either stick around or give it a try. Just as, as an example of one company, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of what we mostly try to do with, with Silverline is we try to say, all right, look, um, let's do four issues um, at 22 pages. That gives us, you know, 88 pages, which makes a, a, a you know, not a thick trade, mm-hmm. but it makes a, a, a nice little trade that we can then uh, package and offer as a trade. Um, four issues gives for, for, for us, four issues gives us the idea that, okay, if it's not doing real well, then we are we, we have less obligation to try to because you know we don't we don't want to be those that oh we did two issues and it just sucks and so now we're not going to finish it you know mm-hmm. we 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 want to be able to still finish them yeah <laughs> you know but that's, we, 
I was saying that's something that's really common for like very small indie publishers. It's like, well, we put up two and people didn't pick it up. So we're done, you know, whatever it's like. Well. Right. <laughs> yeah. And how do you explain that to to your, your customers that, that come in and get it? Yeah. I mean, that's happened for a few, a, yeah. a few books here and there. It's not too common, fortunately, but when it does, it's like, <laughs> it's funny for months, people will be asked, they'll come in every couple of times they come in. Oh, any, any word on this book yet? No, sorry. It's, yeah. you know, it's I don't know what to tell you. Now, <laughs> So you you may not remember this. I know Roberta probably remembers this. Um, in, in the nineties, um, late shipping was a terrible problem, uh, particularly for Image Comics when when they first you know when they first got started, mm-hmm. they just could not meet their um, shipping schedule and, and their promises. Is late shipping still an issue? On occasion, um, yeah. uh, you know, if, if something's going to be later, there's a screw up with a barcode or like, hey, we're holding this back. Uh, Diamond sends an email right away as soon as the publisher gives them a heads up about something. Um, usually it's like a, my impression of it is that it's usually a manufacturing issue or like a printer mm-hmm. issue um, right. that holds yeah. stuff up. But it's not often. It's really not that often yeah. these days. It was a little it was a little more common the last couple of years, like especially once things got the industry got restarted after shutdown and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like so by the you know fall when things got rolling really well, but it's pretty rare. Like it doesn't happen all that often. Well, that's that's good to hear because um, I I know that was one of the things that you know we had to battle. And, and, and you know, as an independent comic maker, whenever I hear an independent company, let's just say Image, right? Because they're one of the big ones. When I yeah. hear image is shipping late i'm like no please no <laughs> yeah. don't, don't ship late because that that kind of affects it's the you know the sort of the trinkle down thing it's like no because you guys you know, retailers look at image as like one of the premier independent oh, companies, much, yeah. you know and so when they're having problems and it, it kind of like you know sour grapes kind of trinkle down it's like no right <laughs> well it definitely affects sales though too um yeah. You know, on a week where, you know, maybe it's a light week, there's not a lot of stuff, you know, some subscribers will take the week off and I'll pick up my stuff next week, you know, when they see the list, it's not too much work. Like a couple of weeks ago, it was, there was, uh, you know, three big books that came out all at once. Uh, I know Berserker hit and Mm. two others, names are escaping me because I have the the memory of a gnat these days. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so like three, three fairly big books hit and we had huge Wednesdays just because everyone wanted to get a hold of those books, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. Uh, Ryan says, hello, everyone. How are you? Hey, Ryan, good to see you here. Doing well, thanks. Here's here's an interesting uh, take. I think Ryan is being funny here. Um, he says, retailers view indie comics as competitors, and that's why indie writers and artists should take over the business. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely so, not agree with that one. <laughs> so so let me, let me add something else to it. So one of the things that's, that's kind of, become different over the past decade is certainly crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm going to first give you my, and I have a feeling I kind of know where you're coming from just because you and I have talked some, uh, uh, you know, in generals about mm-hmm. this is that, you know, there, there are some indie makers that are like, well, this is the way to cut the retailer out for me. It's like, well, that's, you know, and of course I, you know, I got my, my career started in the late eighties and, and retailers were incredibly good to me as a freelancer when I got started. So I love comic retailers, right? I, I just, I have that spot because they were so good to me getting, they supported me. They bought my books from the, you know, the point in time, this point in time, there were, you know, over a dozen distributors, uh, capitals. Uh, well, I shouldn't say this. Uh, <laughs> I loved capital city. They were, you know, they were, they were one of them. Right. Um, 
And so I look at it as, as, a, as an alternate to diamond, which is our only, really our only you mm-hmm. know, option now. I, I look at not as a way of to cut retailers out, but as an alternate to diamond, because, you know, I reach out to you um, all the time and say, hey, you know, got another one. Here's a, you know, here's some comics. And um, so what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, mixed bag. So I'm okay. uh, I'm a huge like my favorite hobby is board games. Um, I love board games, and board games are massive on Kickstarter and crowdfunding. You know, game found, Indiegogo, sure, yeah. Um, and so it seems like more and more and more a lot of games are going through Kickstarter. Even some like medium, small and medium sized companies who have a track record of of going through distribution are doing crowdfunding on some of their games now. And so, you know, there's like, well, they're kind of, are they cutting out the retailer? But a lot of them actually do a retailer pledge and you can right. get the game through there. And a lot of times their Kickstarter, you know, edition will be, you know, it'll have upgraded bits and extra stuff mm-hmm. and that aren't going to be the same in distribution. So as a retailer, you have an access to that because, you know, if they're only selling it to the Kickstarter backers, well, you know, a, a year later when it delivers, you know, how are you selling it to other people who are interested in getting it? So that is one way of doing it. Some, you know, if they do well enough, they'll get picked up by distributors. Right. So we found that we've actually had pretty good luck selling Kickstarter games. Um, wow, that's like, good. Co- yeah, as far as like comics and, and independents go, um, it's a very mixed bag. Um, you know, it's something I've seen in the local scene too. Like with Silverline, it's like, I know you're, you're apologizing at the start of the show of like, oh, well, we started a Kickstarter, but this hasn't delivered my take is like, so what you guys have delivered on every single one. You've never let anybody down, you know, yeah. come into the store and, and you know, tabled with us. Like, yeah, you know, I just saw you had another one pop the other day. Yeah. I'm going to, I have, I need to back it, but it's a guy. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to go back that. I know it's not even a thought. I want to support the local creators when I can, but yeah. Um, you know, there's one and I'm not going to name it obviously, but they did the Kickstarter two years ago for a graphic novel and they you know, showed off a lot of art, talked about the story. Um, it's two years later and I just got the shipping notification. Wow. Um, it went dark for almost a year with no updates. I'd almost forget I ordered it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I ordered it for the stores and it's like, well, I, I probably, if you guys do another thing, I'm probably not going to back it. Like, yeah. Well, what, two years you know? is a long time to wait. Yeah. And so things like, even like, you know, Diamond is looking for consistency. Can you get right. your books out consistently? And that's, that is the number one biggest problem I see from other some other local creators and, and, right, and right. independents throughout, you know, the world is like, can you get it? It's like, okay, here's issue one. And then, okay, a year and a half later, here's issue two. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> as far as a retailer goes, yeah. Okay. But like for the customers, like they're, they were asking every month for six to nine yeah. months before they gave up and they're going to see and go like, well, when am I going to get the next one after this one? And they're just going to, they're not going to care. They're yeah. going to move on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that uh, there's a lot of con as you as you already noted the 2,000 line items, right? There's mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of stuff to um, uh, to vie for their attention. Oh yeah, and and there's space issues too. Like you know, my Orlando store fortunately is pretty big, and we can fit a lot of stuff yeah. in there. But my Claremont store is 1,500 square feet, and there's not a lot of room in there. I don't know if you, yeah. I, have you been in that store? I no? have. Yeah. I've signed in there a couple of times and <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. packed. There's not a lot of empty spots in that store. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, uh, it was tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, but your manager there was very, uh, I'll see his face, but I forget his name. Uh, Brent. 
come dark headed guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brent. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't have been the, the first name that came to my mind, oh, okay. uh, but, but yeah, but uh, he, he's been there a while, right? Oh, you might be thinking of Daniel. He, he left on to do follow a different career path. Uh, oh, did he really? Over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he, he was always very nice to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, took, took good care of me while I was there. So, um, so I haven't been there then since, uh, Brent has been there. Okay. I, I was there a couple of times uh, when Daniel uh, was uh, was the store manager. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it was uh, it was certainly tighter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm very proud of that store, and uh, yeah, there's a Publix about to open next door to us, so we're going to get even busier. But uh, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to be able to get a bigger space, but uh, there's nothing else larger in that plaza, unfortunately. And we're right there, so it's like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. It's right. like, oh, yeah, we'll deal with it. We'll figure. We'll stack stuff to the ceiling if we have to, you yeah. know, <laughs> we'll make it work. Uh, who's your neighbor? You can get, see if you can't kick, uh, kick your neighbor out, right? Let's expand. No, they're actually, there's, uh, it's weird. There's a haircut place on each side and they're actually, they do really well uh, in that area. In fact, like really? The Great Clips that's next to us supposedly is like one of the uh, highest grossing in the state <laughs> from what they've told me. Wow. So they have no plans of going anywhere. <laughs> wow. Now here's a, uh, uh, Ryan has another uh, comment here. Um he says comic book stores should carry indie comics more often. And um, so I wonder, Aaron, have you seen since the, in, in the time that you've been involved in the store, have you seen a shift from um, in sales, Marvel and DC versus independent comics? Have you seen a shift more towards independent comics uh, in, in the later years? In some ways, Um like when you're looking at floppies, meaning like you know single issue comics, right? Um, a little bit. There, like there's a ton of variety with indie, and anyone who gets kind of burnt out on the superhero stuff or Marvel and DC, or there's always. I mean, you know, you've been around right. comics forever yeah. too. It's like there's always these ups and downs within each company, and the and, and even in the industry, and, and taste change, and you know sometimes story arcs, things. You know, something becomes crazy popular, or something becomes right. really, you know, oh, I people just hated that miniseries or that event <laughs> right. or whatever. But like, um. You know, as far as God, I got off track. What was the question? Oh, uh, indie. So yeah, floppies. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you you see a lot of more um, people who are new to the hobby and like more of the veterans kind of gravitate to indie comics. Mm. Um, so they've always sold pretty decent for us. I think they're percentage wise. I think it's been increasing a little bit. But where I see the biggest change in my stores is with the trade paperbacks. Oh. Um, I I mean I would say right now like if you combine the Marvel and DC sales of trades. Um, it's roughly close to what we're doing off the indie shelves. Really? Yes. Uh, they do very well for us. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, that's exciting for me to hear, you know, mm-hmm. not, not that I want them to do poorly, but I want the, oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, to do yeah. Well. It's just been, it's been a growing segment for the last several years. They do very well for us. That's, but yeah, that's no, yeah. People should be carrying indie comics at, at the very least. I know, uh, some people might not consider it in the image. I do, you know, it's all, it's, yeah. it's sort of a vanity press in a way, uh, but yeah. there's, they, they attract a lot of really top notch creators overall. Um, you know, well, if, if, every if anybody, carry those at the very least, if, if anybody knew how, how image quote unquote paid their creators, they would absolutely consider them independent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But even outside of that, like several other companies like boom, boom does pretty well, but they're a little bit bigger. You get in some of like, um, have you ever heard of TKO press? TKO. Yes, I have. Uh-huh. Okay. They, they pretty much just do graphic novels and then they also release them as like 
a five issue uh, box set as well. Um, but their stuff has done decent. I wish they would put mm-hmm. out more stuff, but they've, they've yeah. had some decent books. Now, um, uh, shoot, who was it? Uh, Scout did this thing called, um, oh, shoot, something like a binge where they they released the, the entire miniseries all at once. Now, my the question in my mind was, mm-hmm. well, why didn't you just release it as a trade instead of all the all the issues? Have you seen um, Have you seen anything kind of like that? And do you think fans are more interested in independence as a trade rather than uh, in the floppies? Because uh, they can get I don't know. Every collector is a little different, you know. Like even my collecting, like I have you know, probably a dozen short boxes of comics. And then uh, you can see it over my shoulder there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, yeah. three, you, you can't see all of them, but there's two, you know, large and one skinny bookshelf. And that's all, that's mostly trades and hardcovers and things like that. I just, I collect different things different ways. It just kind of depends how I started collecting it too, to yeah. some degree. Or if I, you know, like Invincible is my favorite series of all time. So I also oh, cool. collected the uh the hardcovers of those because there's yeah. some nice in the back there's like convention sketches and you know scripts yeah. and things like that there's a lot of bonus material but um as far as like other indie stuff i've seen some companies where it's like they put out a number one issue um and then it goes straight to trade paperback it's like well what you're that's two different customers so right. one of them's not completing it and you're you might not have you know, had the right, uh, or your, your numbers maybe weren't as good as in the single issue, but they're, some of them have been planned that way. Um, I just yeah. saw one the other day I was doing, um, uh, reviewing an order and I was looking at, Oh, number one, let's see. Oh, number one. And then straight to the trade paperback. That'll be coming out in a couple weeks later or something. It's like, why? Like, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's, it's two different, co- two different kind of customers who, who want the trades. And then uh, you can see the boxes behind me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> most of these, I, I will confess, most of these are old. Um, um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're two different because my bookshelves are in the in the, my living room. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just like digital is a different kind of customer, too. We found like, yeah. there was kind of a digital panic when that came on the scene. And yeah, you put a little bit of a dent in it, but you know, if you look at the numbers year over year, there's it's pretty much it got to a certain I forget what the percentage is, but it, of of the industry, but it got to that percentage is pretty much floated within one or two of that every year. Like, yeah, um, it's it's a different customer, you know. It is. Well, I, I had um, I had a good friend who was in a um, uh, senior position at DC, um, and I talked to him a couple of years ago, and and he's like, you know. They really didn't see DC didn't really see a, a big bump when they went digital. They're like, yeah, we don't really see, you know, there, there was all the, oh, no, digital is going to destroy print. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, of course, now that they they suspected that they had they lost a lot to pirate, you know, to piracy, uh, mm-hmm. which you know, that's a completely different issue. But it's yeah. like we don't see that many that the numbers aren't that great in for digital as a lot of people were kind of afraid of that yeah. would you know, destroy print. So I, I think part of that is it is a collector market. Um, yeah. We, I personally, I like holding a book. I like smelling the ink and the fresh paper. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's just something special about it. I'm always reminded of like when, uh, when, you know, you know, deaths aren't, don't matter in, you know, mainline superhero <laughs> comics anymore. <laughs> right. but like when Captain America <laughs> died in civil war, I was reading that issue cap 25 and, I get to the end and I'm like, wait, what? And I flip back, flip, 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 flip. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I think right. Captain America. What the heck? You know, and <laughs> you don't get that same kind of, you know, when you're scrolling or just flipping through your iPad or whatever you're looking no. at. It's just not, it's just not the same. 
It's, it's yeah. just, for me, I, I'm not a fan of the medium, but it is what it is. I, I think, yeah. you know, the people who abandon collecting for whatever reason and go to digital, I think it's probably offset by people who start with digital and like get into collecting. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen that yeah. on the other side too. So, yeah. Well, you know, that's one of the things we don't do a whole lot of, we, we offer, um, digital books during our kickstarters um beyond that we don't you know we don't offer silverline doesn't offer anything digital um we've toyed with the ideas of of you know once we get a series finished maybe um offer the first issue for free say hey look here it is hopefully if you try it out you know maybe then you'll actually go buy the book and then buy the rest of it yeah uh but you know we we haven't uh, we haven't quite gotten there to too many of them just yet no that's that's not a bad idea actually yeah um if if you were to uh if you were to get a room full of independent comic book creators and you had to offer them a couple of pieces of advice to say i come to you and say aaron how can i get my uh, book in your store so that it does well Right. And and beyond just the fact, hey, come to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. Would you tell them, here's the things you need to do. Here's what you need to focus on for your book. And you're talking about like a very small, small creator, right? Yes. Kind of standalone, like like a solo. Not not, not boom. Yeah. 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 Gosh, like, you know, like we talked about a little earlier, just timing. Get your stuff out on a regular basis. You know, people are going to be looking for it. People want, if if people who bought it are going to want to read it. I mean, I'm, I've actually, you know, we've had plenty of people who, after you've been in the store, like, um, actually, I had a guy yes, yesterday on Free Comic Book Day asking when you guys were coming back for just for more signings. Oh, excellent. Because <laughs> he had a couple I, of books he wanted to get signed from uh, I, from some of the other creators. I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, um, gosh, if, like, I think, like, if I had to publish a book, like, uh, like what would I do? Like, yeah, you got to hit the ground. Um uh, you got, you know, table at stores, table at conventions. Um, but yeah, be on time. You know, it needs to look decent. It needs to look somewhat professional. Yeah. Um, I've seen, you know, just so many people who want to get their book in the store. And it's like, hey, as long as it doesn't look, you know, bad, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. We'll bring it in. Hey, do you want, can you come in and promote it? You know, right. and we'll, we'll support you as best we can. And, um, uh, but like one of the things I've always given you guys credit for when you're there is, you guys, you know, especially you rolling, like you engage people. Hey, you want to check out this yeah. comic? Look what we made, you know? It's yeah. like, and that's because most people are not, uh, uh, we don't have a lot of extroverts in our industry. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just going to go up. Most of them aren't going to go up and strike up a conversation. Be like, hey, what you got going on here? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, be engaging. Don't just... You know, don't just sit there doodling on your thing because if you're not looking up and aware, they're 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 not going to want to bother you if you look like right. you're doing something. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's. I mean, that's. You know, as long as you can start with that, and then the other. I mean, obviously, like have a good story, have some decent art. Uh, yeah. You know, but you know that's out of you know some realm of control to some degree sometimes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a great the 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 one of the last times that we were uh, in your store. There was a um, um, there was a father and a son who came in, and I stopped them. And the son, uh, the son, kind of flipping through the books, and the and the father slightly behind him, just kind of watching everything go on. And we were talking to him a little bit, and and uh, it said something. I said, "So, do you like comics?" And he goes, "No." 
And I'm like, <laughs> and we look around like, what are you doing in the comic book yeah. store then? And his father was standing behind him, and you could see him going like, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we do carry a lot more than just comics. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's what he was doing. He was headed towards the back to uh, to play some games. Like games, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so I, I got that from him, but it was funny to see his father's reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standing behind him, you know, as he was had, he was friendly. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, yeah, well, he was yeah, friendly, yeah. but uh, but yeah, he was. I was just <laughs> nope, saying, we've had plenty of crossover over the years where people who are there playing games just they're in the environment and they hear two people talking about stuff. And you know, we've picked up a couple of you know, a handful of regulars over the years who became subscribers or even just you know, regular yeah. comic buyers just because they saw something they liked, you know. Yeah, well, and, and word of mouth is, is one of the best ways, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like if you find something you like, what are you going to do? to your friends, you're going to tell them, dude, I found this. You got to check it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, that's the way it goes. And we see that just at the store level with all comics. It's um, each, every, even every Coliseum location, even between my two stores, there's kind of a personality um, that the store takes on because of what the staff likes in comics, yeah. because they're more often, you know, more likely going to recommend those kind of things that they like, you know, if yeah. they can, well, I like this, this, and this, and this customer I'm talking to, I'm kind of fishing for info about things they like. Okay. Of the things I like, I think I'd recommend this to them, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that Rolodex of, of titles in your brain. You like, uh, yeah. becomes part, you know, just what you're talking about all the time. And like, uh, invincible is another one of those that, you know, we, I think it, you know, the fashion square store at the time, we sold more there than all the other Coliseums. Cause like, three or four of us on staff loved it. And we just talked yeah. it up all the time. It just, yeah. you know, it just naturally people will try what you like and you're excited about it and they get excited yeah. about it. And if they like it, they stick with it. Well, and, and and you just said that to me, that's one of the key words you just said, you get excited about it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, I, I think that's key when, when your customers can see that you're excited about something, well, that's going to make them excited. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, you're exci- you're this excited about it. Um, so, so when I was in college, uh, one of my other jobs I had is I worked at a record store. And one of the things I noticed at the record store was that uh, this is back when we had records and cassettes, yeah. right? Uh, one of the things I noticed is that that customers would come in and they would regular customers would come in and they would have a particular employee that they looked mm-hmm. for. Yep. And, you know, it's like, hey, I want to talk to Paula because she knows all about the hip hop stuff. I'm going to go to Roland because Roland knows about the metal stuff. Right. And <laughs> and I found that over time, that's what would happen is it would, you know, they would literally they would come in and say, hey, Roland, what's new and what's metal? And and, and if I, I would say this one just came in, we played it. I, I they would buy it because I said so. Yeah. You know, because oh, yeah. I said it was good. Uh, now, now, not on the first, you know, they, they would, t- would take some time to come in. We'd mm-hmm. talk about music. I like this. You like this. We like the same things. And they would become, over time, they would trust my 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 taste. Mm-hmm. And so they would start buying things. That, do you find that the same thing happens in the, in the comic shop? A thousand percent. Yep. <laughs> um, everyone's got like their favorite person because it's like, um, and I always, I always tell the staff like, because I know some, some places you are not comic stores necessarily, but some other businesses or whatever, you know, like a electronic store or whatever, it's salespeople trying to sell you the thing and get their commission, right. whatever, right? right. There, it's a job here. We, a lot of us do it because we love it. Um, yeah. the industry is not rich. We don't make a, you know, we're not sailing around in yachts or anything. 
So it's like um, your Bertus, your, does I feel that yeah, like <laughs> your your recommendation and your word um, are part of the um, uh, trust that the customer puts in you and your staff. Yeah. Um, so I always tell my staff, be honest. If, if someone's asking you, hey, what do you think of this? If you don't like it, just you don't have to trash it. But some, yeah, you know what? It wasn't for me. I didn't like it yeah. because of X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. But you know, the more uh, successful recommendations you give somebody, they, they just gravitate to you and you become their go-to person, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's nice when that happens as a customer that that's nice to have because you're like, I'm going to go to this person because I can trust them and they're going to recommend something good to me. Uh, fruit bat says extroverts. So true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he said, um, a little bit. So did Aaron mention what makes Silverline different stand out from other comic companies or what he feels make Silverline makes Silverline distinct? Was that already discussed? Fruit bats coming in a little bit late, but glad you joined us fruit bat. Um, he talked mm-hmm. a little bit already about the uh, uh, yeah. delivery. Yeah. Um, was, well, was, like the is, tabling you do and uh-huh. uh, being, you know, uh, you guys have been proven trustworthy. Like, you know, like even though you haven't delivered on the last Kickstarter, you started a new one. Mm. That doesn't mean we know they're on the way. They're coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I'd say also like the fact that you guys are doing kind of, um, you know, if you look at the independent shelf, there's actually when there's not a lot of superhero books at, uh, out there. So you guys yeah. are you almost have a you know kind of a, a niche in that uh, where yeah. yeah there's not a lot of other like you know I don't want to say off brand superheroes but uh, you know I, I don't I don't care if you call us an off brand superhero that's um, fine yeah yeah orig- original superheroes you know yeah yeah what's well, it's it's kind of funny that you say that but uh, you know one of the guys and I won't call him by name but there are maybe I've. Maybe I would. Um, Pete, one of the guys who's who's doing some stuff for us, you know, I talked to him a little bit, and and um, you know, he's the guy who, who did uh, the Silverline team up for us with Champion and Miss Fury that that had that, that Roberta color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked Pete at one point in time, I said, "So what was it about you know my pitch to you with Silverline that uh, that had you interested over some of these other you know other companies?" He said, "He goes." I love superheroes. I want to draw superheroes. He said, everybody else in the independent comic wanted me to draw science fiction. He goes, you asked me to draw superheroes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. There's really hardly any superhero books like in, on the indie shelf. Uh, it's, there's just, there's other genres. There's, there's fantasy. Well, there's a lot of established properties, you know, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I guess you could consider them superheroes to some degree, but they're almost, yeah. they're almost their own genre. It's that like, um, Gosh, like that after-school cartoon, uh, you know, like <laughs> right, yeah, uh, like the nostalgia uh, yeah. books. You know what I mean? Like the, the established properties, but yeah, like there's there's plenty of horror and thriller and you know action and uh, like supernatural is huge right now, absolutely huge on the indie shelf. That's one of the trends we're seeing right now. Wow. Uh, but yeah, superhero stuff. I mean. I think, like off the top of my head, Radiant Black from Image is the only one I, and Radiant Red now is the only one I can think of that's like kind of a superhero-y, you know. Yeah, bomb. yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I, this is just me, me looking at it. It seems like uh, independent comics are a little bit of afraid to do uh, superheroes. Um, yeah, because you are. I mean, you're competing directly with long-established characters and, oh, yeah. and tie-ins yeah. and and things that you're still people are seeing on on streaming and. TV and movies and it's like, yeah, it, it, I could see that could be intimidating if like, okay, well, 
what's going to make my hero stand out and be interesting to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that can be tough. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so one of the questions I asked you was about, um, what would you, what, what, what would you tell independent comic makers, uh, to focus on? Is there anything that you see, uh, and again, not, you know, calling anybody out, is there anything that you see that you would tell them, don't do this. And now you you touched on a little bit of that. It's like, you know, be on time. So it's like, don't be late. Mm -hmm. Um, can you think of anything that you would tell them, Hey, I've seen this before. Don't do this and don't do this kind of thing. Gosh, I don't know. Um, so I, I I think the biggest problem I've seen is, is people come in and their stuff isn't polished enough. uh, And when I say that, it doesn't have to look like something Marvel and DC do. Right. But it it's like, you know, the kid who's like 19 and just, you yeah. know, just in college or just straight out of high school. And, you know, they're a really good artist for where they're at, but right. they don't have the right polish. Yeah. Um, it just looks it just looks rough, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that um, you probably heard the 10,000 hour thing right is that you get to spend ten thousand hours mm-hmm. uh i've heard an, an artist say before um that equals that's equivalent to like a thousand pages mm-hmm. you know that that sounds like an awful lot of pages to me you know it's like man that's a lot of pages but regardless of whether that's the number or not the the idea is still there it's like look if you're if you're an artist just now picking up the pencil your first pages your first comics are probably not going to be marvel worthy mm-hmm. right you gotta you gotta put in that time you gotta put in those those ten thousand hours right yeah. and, and however many pages that equals up to be you've got to put in some time to get there yeah there's so um, many artists you can point out and look at their early stuff and go eh, i don't know um like or even like someone who's like his early stuff like jim lee his early stuff was decent you know it was solid you know exciting and it worked it had a very 90s vibe right but yeah like yeah. Now you look at his stuff. Now it's like, whoa! It's 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 it's. Just, he's one of the best artists of our generation. Oh he's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, opinion question for you. Okay. Words on covers or not? What's that? Word bubbles. Well, yeah, like like uh, dialogue balloons. You know, the if, if you've got characters on the covers, do do you put dialogue balloons or maybe a blurb on there? Um... <laughs> I've never been a big fan of dialogue balloons on covers. Uh, okay. It's definitely if it fits the book. If the book is leans campy, um, like a Deadpool or She Hulk kind of character, yeah. where there's a lot of inside baseball and you know voices and heads kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, that fits. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not a huge fan. Like, obviously, the title. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, I've always liked it when it's, like, you know, uh, especially, like, a miniseries where it says one of four right. or six or yeah. whatever. Like, that's the kind of stuff I don't mind. As long as it's not egregious. Like, I, it's whatever. I, I Do I enjoy the book? Yes or no? That's what matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, one of our, one of our conversations here uh, has been, uh, about covers and how we don't see text on covers anymore. No, and it's pretty rare. It's it's very rare. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but it, it it's very rare. And now I'm not looking for camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's uh, that's uh, as you mentioned, Deadpool, and, and that's a completely different level. Oh yeah. But you know, there 
to me, there are sometimes you look at a cover and it's like, okay, that's a nice image. But if there was a balloon coming from the character that said, you know, this thing, this, this, that, you're like, oh, that's what that's about. You know, uh, Fruit Bad says, uh, con- yes, context. Uh, it depends on context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that's, that's, uh, so, so do you think it, dialogue on or 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 i won't say dialogue because it could be blurbs um hurts or helps sales oh geez i mean you don't see i don't know if there's a metric that i could i could like pin on that um i do appreciate when a company um or or writer what you know editor whatever but you open in that first like inside page has a recap of what's been happening like oh yeah that's really good i wish more uh books would do that um because right now you talking about like on the inside front cover yeah well not even uh, uh first page like front of the okay, first page, page um, one. yeah they're uh marvel's pretty big on that especially in their star wars books there's like a crawl at the beginning of every book on the first page kind of <laughs> explaining where, where you're at or whatever but like um one of the biggest problems for a random person coming in uh to to comics for the first time or someone who's getting back into it is like, well, where do I start? That is yeah. the biggest question. It's like, well, is there any number ones I could recommend based on what their interests seem to be? Um, and number uh, ones have to be the ones that usually cost more. Uh, yeah, I mean, Not especially either. with like Marvel and DCs, especially Marvel these days. Yeah, They're very egregious with that, unfortunately. Um, but like, you know, there tends to be a lot more indie series launches, you mm-hmm. know, that you could point out. It's like, well, you could try this and. Um, but I say, like, if you could give the hundred issue arc you're planning, and you're on issue forty two or something, you know, which is rare <laughs> yes. for indie books these days. Yes, but it like, is. Yeah. As an example, like, who's going to pick up that book for the first time? What right. ends are you giving them to get into it? Well, I'd like to see more recaps in, in more books. Um, wow! If it's going to be more than like a mini series, I think you need a recap. Yeah. That's uh, a great like a paragraph idea. at the beginning of every issue. Yeah. See, and this is a great suggestion for you indie comic makers. If you're out there and you're planning on making, you know, cause I often hear that, yeah, I've got this, yeah, 30, 30 issue series planned, you know, and I'm like, okay. So that's a, that's a great bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. Um, well, um, I have, it's, I have kept you to your, at your hour here. I, I, you, I, you're going to keep yeah. going. We can keep going a little okay, bit. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's time. great. <laughs> uh, so, Roberta, I've, I've hogged all the questions. Do you, do you have any, um, any questions? Uh, well, outside of blurbs on the cover, I guess I, I do have a question of, do you think that when a character is completely unknown, there's, um, there's any sort of suggestion as to where I guess I'm trying to figure out if, if it's the visual on the cover that really gets people's attention mm-hmm. only. You know? um, the cover is going to be there. Okay. What's going to get them to pick it up off the stands. Yeah. And yeah. When they read it, how do they feel about it? You know? Uh, it... Yeah. Cause that's after, after the fact, if they, if we get it in their hands, that's, you know, Mm-hmm. at least up to taste but yeah I'm that's, that's part like... of like even like training with staff it's like when you're recommending a book or talking to someone like oh pull that trade off the shelf and put it in their hand and they've got that sense of ownership you know of, ah, like, this, yeah. is kind of, this is kind of mine now and there's mm-hmm. i don't know there, there's been studies done but there's you know whatever percent chance increase that they're going to buy it 
Um, yeah. So wow. but again, that's why we have to take that responsibility seriously of recommending good stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you recommend something bad, they will remember it. It's like, oh, I bought that and it was a piece of crap. Well, I'm, I'm not going to listen to those guys again. Mm-hmm. I mean, do that. Yeah. I hope that answered the question anyway. Yeah. Well, just a story. It's, a, it's such an arbitrary thing yeah. that happens, you know, with fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different people are different things. And what's going to catch that person's eye on that cover? You know, yeah. yeah is, is it the colors? Is it the way the person looks? Is it, is right. it, is it uh, like what the story appears to be about? Was it just, the beautiful, like topic, a beautiful yeah. background or the topic. Yeah. You never know what's going to, you know, if you can hit them on all, you know, you know, five or six different data points on what's on that cover of what they're, they're looking for coincidentally, then that's, you know, going to increase their chance of taking a look. Yeah. Well, Could I, it be I do... creative names too. Just more? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to, obviously people have to get established and um, you know, like names like, uh, Oh gosh. Um, uh, Cullen Bunn, um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like guys like um, oh uh, Kieran Gillen right now, um, Tom King to some degree, um, James Tinian, like mm. a couple of years, some of these guys a couple of years ago, not all of them, obviously, but like, you know, we're starting to get series out that more people were picking up. And now these guys are, you know, very hot writers. And, right. you know, just as an example of like, they're getting a lot more work. They're publishing a lot more of their, you know, owner or, uh, creator owned stuff. Um, and they've, you know, they're some of the guys who people like they put a book out. It's like, okay, we know X number of people are probably going to at least try this number one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it has the name recognition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do, do you, do you find along those same lines that um, when you have the recognizable names, the publisher matters to your, your customers? A little bit, I'd say, actually. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we've seen. Um, so if yeah, well, I won't name anybody, but like I, I saw one recently where it's like, yeah, this person was a bigger name and they're with a different company. And but they put this, you know, kind of creator own thing out that just people didn't grab onto. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So the content did matter in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, obviously one of the one of the things that that. I will sometimes hear from from independent creators is that, yeah, I want to go work for Marvel and DC, not because I like Marvel and DC, but I want to go work for Marvel and DC in order to make a name for myself. That way, when I leave Marvel and DC, I can go do my own thing. It's almost, yeah, it's become that way. It used to be where it's like, uh, you know, people, at least it seems this way, yeah. uh, you know, throughout the 90s and early 2000s, like, you know, just get your work into anything you can publish with whatever indie person and then, oh, get recognized or get your get a portfolio together and then go talk to DC and Marvel at the conventions and get on their list of people to talk to. And, hmm. you know, there was almost like a farm system this way. Now I feel it's gone the opposite way. It's like yeah. Marvel and DC get these people and they they become, you know, popular or successful to whatever degree. And they've got their own ideas too. They're creative. Yeah. They're very creative people and they've got their stuff that they want to do that they can't do with Marvel and DC. Right. Um, so they, it's, it's kind of become this reverse farm system where they go kind of go back into the, the indie publishing and, and put their own stuff out and are, you know, very successful with it for the yeah. most part, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of feel that way as well. I, I feel that, that, that there's a little bit of, uh, it's the reason we see a little bit and, and I don't want to get too deep there, but I think that's the reason we see a little bit of, of change in the, um, kind of what we're seeing from Marvel and DC, because I think some of the creators get there and they're like, well, I've created this thing, but I don't want to give it to Marvel and DC because yeah, that, if, 
if I create it with, you know, if I'm writing Spider-Man and I create this thing in Spider-Man, then they own it and I want to go do it in my own book, you know? Yeah, that's definitely become an issue. I've, I've read plenty of articles now over the years and heard, heard stuff from people where it's like, you know, they came up with this side character for yeah. Spider-Man or Batman or whoever who's of some villain or whatever, some new whatever. kind of character. Uh-huh. And, you know, a couple years later, that character blows up, gets a miniseries or whatever, and or, you know, right. that person doesn't necessarily get a cut of that. And that's, right. that has become, you know, a, a point of contention in the industry. I don't know what the contracts are these days and, and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, even some of the old school guys, like yeah. that's why like, um, like things like uh, the hero initiative uh, came to be. Yeah. It's because like a lot of these guys yeah. didn't get art creators. I say guys, I apologize. Guys is a yeah. general term in my world. Like, yes. So yeah. the people who are creative, it just means people. In my it opinion. just means people. Yeah. I think yeah, people guys. always get you guys. Yeah. How you guys? Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, the people, who, the creators, like you, you hear, you know, plenty of, heartbreak stories about someone who got ill or yeah. fell on hard times and you know they got paid like whatever rate page rate and that was it there was no any kind of uh you know security net or anything there for you know the industry as a whole yeah yeah, yeah. and that's you know that's unfortunately that's for the work for hire stuff. That's still the case. You know, they, they, they should get, have perpetual royalties so that, that, you know, anytime that work is reprinted, they get money, mm-hmm. but that doesn't give them any kind of ownership, you know, it's just of yeah. that, of that work. So um, I know that when we, when, when, when we were at Marvel in the nineties, Marvel didn't have it, but I think they've since insti- instigated, I think to hold me to this, but DC had like a, a, uh, called a participation uh, contract in which if you created a character, um, you got participation royalties. So if well, let's just say Marv Wolfman for, for Teen Titans, right? Um, the characters that, that Marvin George created for uh, Teen Titans, when they went on to the cartoons and the movies mm. and the toys, they got a piece of that. Um, it wasn't a large piece, but it was a participation mm for them because they had created it. So um, that was a really good thing. And this is something that Malibu, uh, when Roberta and I were at Malibu, this is something that Malibu worked hard to, uh, to duplicate. So one of the things that Malibu had was the participation Mm -hmm. um, uh, agreements for our creators. That's good. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it all works. I I don't know. It's obviously a lot of inside baseball, but uh, you you hear things and you hear different mixed things from each company. People have worked for each company and you know, some of it isn't seem even seems to depend on your kind of stature within the industry. Well, and, and, and it's kind of gotten back to me whether this is accurate or not. I don't know, but it's like, if you ask, they will give it. If hmm. you don't ask, they will ignore it. Interesting. Yeah. So it goes back to that extrovert introvert kind of idea, right? It's like if you're an introvert, so I'm just gonna do my work and, and submit it, in, submit it in. Well, then you might not get it. But if you're the yeah. extrovert, this is, hey, I did this, I need this. Well, then you might get it. That's something I've learned about leases. Is that you know, you, you know, when you're presented by uh, the leasing company with the lease, like you can ask for just about anything. You know, they're not gonna agree to it all, but some of the stuff they will give you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just as far as like, you know, who's well, responsible for what repairs and stuff like that. Mm, mm. Well, if you don't ask, you won't get it all, will you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Brown has a question here. He goes, I'm not sure if this was asked. If so, please ignore. <laughs> uh, but he says, how can an indi- 
indie creator get their comic looked at by a retailer? So I'm going to interpret this a little more to hmm. assume Stephen means how can not how can you get it looked at, but how do you get it into a store? So mm. okay, yeah, I was going to say I'm ignoring this question. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this. No, yeah, kidding. so. Yeah, so, how do you physically get it into the store? Yes. Right? So let's let's assume that that they're not in that they're not in diamond, right? Uh, how does an independent creator get their comic into your hands uh, you, and into you, your store? You walk into a store and he has to talk to the manager. You know, like, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> okay. you know, to talk to the manager. You know, you don't want to make make him think it's a negative situation. But no, talk to uh, you know, go and say, like, hey, I'm a local creator. I've got a book. I've got some sample pages here, or I've got my sample book. Uh, can I talk to the manager and show it to him and see if you guys would be interested in carrying it? Um, and then, as far as uh, like, I have found that like uh, doing things on like a commission basis is kind of a hassle. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like I talked about near the top of the show, we're managing, yeah. you know, dozens of different accounts. It's just one more thing to keep track of. Yeah. That's why with you guys, you know, we've all just backed the Kickstarter or yeah. a lot of the local creators just like, okay, how much, what are we selling them for? You're good with Keystone, which is 50%. So you're selling yeah. it for five bucks. We're buying it for 250 and throwing it on the stands. You know, I just yeah. prefer to just straight up buy, you know, usually with some people, it's like, tell you what, I'll, I'll buy two, three copies, maybe five copies. We'll put it on the shelf. We'll highlight as a local creator see how it sells if it's if it sells well enough you know we'll we'll you know reorder from you as as yeah. needed, you know that kind of thing so it's unfortunately it's very small ball in that you know if it's someone we don't know yeah um because it's like we're taking you know we're taking a risk on them you know we Absolutely. had uh, um i don't know if you know him but adam smith had a new graphic novel come out we had him in last week um oh. you know he sold a handful at his table and we uh we you know we took or not took, but we bought two copies from him to throw on the shelf with the local creator stuff. And yeah, you know, if we sell more, we'll hit them up and maybe get two or three more. You know, it just yeah, it's yeah, it's a little small ball, and it, unfortunately for 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 both sides. But if you can hit up enough stores and make enough contacts and get that kind of ecosystem going, mm -hmm. you know, at least you've you've got that to supplement, and you you can do you know a rep uh, an appearance in each store. Like we also talked about that. Like yeah. you are you are your best advocate for your stuff. You know, if um you know I I don't know if you know this, but I'm a creator in my own way as well. I've got a, a board game that I've had published. No way! Uh, cool. So, Didn't know I that. did not know that. Yeah. Um, so. Um, what I found is like, if you just set it on the shelf, don't tell anybody, it'll get some looks every now and then. But yeah. if, you know, we've made displays in the stores of, hey, here's a stack of these books. And we put a sticker on it says local creator. Oh, what's that? You know, people yeah. want to support local creators. They and absolutely do. That's like, cool. It, it was weird when I have had a couple people ask me to sign it. I'm like, why? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm just some dude. <laughs> um, but uh that's great though yeah but uh yeah no but when you're there and you can talk it up where the staff knows like yeah this is oh this is the owner's game he made this oh really yeah. and they'll, they'll take an extra look you know just like we've got the shelf of all the you know i don't know yeah. if you saw we posted on our, our facebook page for the orlando store last week but it was like yeah, hey we... here's our two shelves here's all the local comic creators here's all the local uh board game creators there's actually yeah. kind of a, orlando's kind of a hotbed of, of of board gaming as well for for the creative side wow yeah we, we shared the heck out of that picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome uh so 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 now that's that's locally all right but what if somebody let's say uh there's somebody up in uh pennsylvania 
and they've got a comic that uh, they're interested. What would the process be for something like that? I mean, obviously that's not as easy because they can't walk in and talk to you. And yeah, and you know, I mean, I'll be honest, we do get uh, packages in the mail sometimes. Like we got one last week at the stores of like, hey, here's this kind of ash can of our indie book. You know, if you want to put it out and give it away for free, um, this one in particular, I think it said they were going to be enlisted with Diamond. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's a challenge of getting it in diamond. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I only know a little bit of the process, but th- there's there's a lot of things they require from you and they take a yes. big cut. And, um, you know, as far as getting, you know, I don't I don't know what else to tell you there, honestly. Like, I just know from my perspective of, of how we've handled it. But, yeah, if you're in like a smaller market and there's just like one local store, I don't know. I mean, you table at conventions. Um, you know, I know people have um, another another guy who's who published a game locally. um like he had a lot of luck actually going to some flea markets and stuff like that. Not flea markets. I'm sorry. Um, farmers markets. Really? Like some weekend huh. farmers markets. Like down wow. Orlando was able to sell you know, you know, ten twenty copies anytime he went just because you know I'm the creator and I made this thing and people want to support that. You know. Yeah. 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 It, it, it. I do think it's cool that that people like to support local creators. Mm-hmm. You know, local local you know, local kid done good kind of thing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that, that's, that's very cool. So, um, so, it, all right. So we're, let's, let's kind of stick with this idea that if someone is, is not local to Orlando to you, um, can they reach out to, if, if, let's stick with Pennsylvania. So can this Pennsylvania creator reach out to you and say, Hey, uh, I am going to be in Diamond. Can I? Uh, do do you? Can they well, put you on a mailing list, or would you want to see? Anyway. <laughs> oh, they do it. See, yeah, they they just send us stuff or send us. Um, it's pretty common to get postcards. Uh, you know, promoting their stuff to us. I, I'll give them a glance. It's hard yeah. though, especially if you don't have a book to look at. Um, you don't yeah. have that person to stand that you're standing there talking to. It's, right. It's. I will say it's it's challenging. Um, yeah. you know, especially like, you know, we're a store that, you know, considers that stuff. I don't, I, I, I don't know what your experience is, but I, I get the impression that a lot of stores don't even consider it. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- there's a, there's a lot of stores that if you're not in the, the diamond catalog, you don't matter. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about comic books, you know, it's like, well, we only order our comics from the catalog, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've, I have had retailers, you know, when I tell them, you know, oh, this is some of my history. They're like, oh, yeah, I used to love the Malibu stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, if you want me to order your book, get in the catalog. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, I, yeah, it's tough. And I, I completely understand that point of view. I, uh, the reason yeah. I started a local creator shelf, I was, I was visiting Chicago many years ago, uh, visiting my sister up there or we were there? Yeah, I think that's what we were there for. And just, I always, anytime I'm out of town, I, I try and hit up all the local stores I can just to see. I'm always fishing for ideas. Like, what are they doing yeah. that I like? What are they doing yeah. that I'm not like? Uh, that I Or that I don't like? And one of them had um, a whole, you know, a whole, like, bookcase set up with, like, hey, here's all local Chicago people. I was like, yeah, oh, that's really neat. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gave me the idea. And over the years, we've met more creators and, and you guys especially. Like, 
you guys put out a lot of stuff and you put it out consistently and it's, it yeah. helps keep that shelf, you know, you guys are the majority of that shelf to be honest, but like, yeah, we, we know. noted that was one of the things that we, that, that, that made us, gave us all big smiles. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hey, look, those are all Silverline books on this one side mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. I mean, we've worked with a lot of ton of other local folks over the years. Um, actually off the top of my head, I'm just realizing there's a couple of books that need to be on there. That do we even have them in stock? I think he might be sold out now. That I think. Anyway, that's yeah. <laughs> a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, well, so so do you do you find a lot of uh, uh, local creators come up and talk to you, or or is that is is it more common or less common? Uh, it's not uncommon, um, okay. but it's not constant or anything like that. I mean, yeah. especially because on that side of town, we're near Full Sail. There's yes. a lot of creative. I mean, <laughs> you know all about Full Sail. There's a lot of creative <laughs> yeah, people yeah. that go there, and you yeah. know it's not always Full Sail people, but sometimes they have a connection to it at least right. or something. But uh, yeah, the, it's it's such a mixed bag though, because sometimes like, gosh, I had a guy after we moved into the new new spot last year, at, in the Orlando store, a guy came in and was pitching me this whole thing. It's like, oh, that sounds really cool. It's like, okay, I'll have it in a month. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, bring me some copies. We'll come, come back in a month. Yeah, yeah, come back in a month. Never saw him ever again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I must have. Gosh, he must have talked my ear off for like an hour about wow. this book and, and i was like yeah we'll, we'll buy this many copies and, and this and that and never heard from him ever again um or you know the guys that um you know again not naming names but it's like hey here's our number one and then okay nine months later here's our number two it's like okay nine months later here's our number three it's like okay well you know uh, and that's yeah. the thing like with indie creators uh you know, everyone a lot of people have a side gig or they're these guys yeah. you know Again, guys, general term, like there tr- people are trying to break into the industry or just get started yeah. or like I had an idea and I wanted to get it down. and I'm doing this thing for the first time and it's it is their first foray into it and they're learning it, but they're yeah. stumbling hard along the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's well, comics is the side gig. Yeah. Biggest problem is yeah. lack of consistency. Yeah. So this is going to be a tough question. Actually, uh, let's see a couple. Uh, what is uh, Fruit Bat says? I helped a guy make a board game once. Did all the art design. It was a process. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Kudos to you for uh, Aaron for producing. Well, that. thank you. I just I just designed it. I didn't do any of the art though. So, <laughs> uh, so this is a tough question, okay? And again, not fishing for names, not not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody comes in and brings you product. What makes you say no? A, lo- a local person comes up to you and says, "Hey, here's my comic book. I made this." Um, I, won't, I won't use what? a comic example. I'll use a different example. We had okay had a because I'm not trying in. to point fingers at all. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to you yeah. know in generalities. You know yeah, what makes you yeah, say no? We have plenty of local people that bring in other stuff that's not comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've had varying degrees of success, but you know it comes down to hey, you know even the ones that are successful. Hey, we'd like to restock. Oh, uh, well, we'll uh, we're a little busy. We're back. We'll get back to you in a month. One month later. Hey, can you? Uh, well, we're the machine broke or like. Okay. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, this, uh, some people brought in like, Hey, we're doing these, you know, D and D themed t-shirts. Like, oh, okay, cool. Let's take a look. And it was like the most generic looking, like, like, like font saying like rogue. Oh, really? No, There's not even any art just boring. Style. And they were kind of offended that we weren't interested. Like uh, what, what? <laughs> like, you know, you got to have a viable product. Yeah. You know? Like I said, it needs a little, you need a little, little, little bit of polish to it. Yeah. Well, and I, I think sometimes um, from where I, where I sit is that sometimes comic book makers forget that it's a business. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we love doing this. We love making the comics. 
you know, it's fun. Um, but I think sometimes comic book makers forget that in the end it is a business. Yeah. And, and well, unless it's, you, it's, it's your baby, you know, it's yeah. your, the, the thing you've been working on. And then, but that's being compared to these 2000 line items from diamond, you know, right. as far as <laughs> right. like fighting for shelf space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that's, a, I think that's the thing that, that, you know, creators think about all the time is that I, I want to talk to the, this retailer, but I don't want them to tell me no. Um, so, so let, let me ask kind of a, uh, let me ask another one. It's tough. So I see a lot of content on, on Kickstarter that is, um, extremely mature. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> I, you know, I don't listen. I'm a very much a first amendment guy. I believe, you know, I'm, I'm support that, but you've heard me say, you know, Silverline, we're, we're PG 13. I, I think, I think I like the idea of the Marvel movies, right? Is that people mm. it's for us for a wide audience and, and see, so, you know, some of them, some of our books push it a little more than others do, you know, depends on content. Horror always tends to push the lines a little bit, you know, superheroes mm-hmm. almost for us anyway, almost never. Um, but when I see that, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not me personally. I'm not interested in that. Um, is that something that you have to consider as a retailer when you uh, see? To some degree, yes. There's not a lot of. There's some stuff that comes through the diamond catalog that's, mm. you know, you know, extreme or pornographic in nature, right? Some or NC seventeen or very hard R plus kind of thing, um, right? You know, it. We don't. If there's something obscene on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we generally don't put it on the shelf. Yeah. Um, there's been uh, instances of a handful of like variant covers from some of the companies, like if you, um, where it's like it comes in, it's like, whoa, what the? Because it was an, <laughs> it's an unrevealed cover, and then it shows up. It's like, right. what is this? So it's like, you know, even like if you look back at like uh, Crossed from Avatar Press, right? Um, like they did, you know, they had it was called the torture cover. You know, oh my goodness! Entrails and blood, yeah. and all kinds of stuff, and like, uh, you know, you know that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, someone ordered it. Great, that will put it in their <laughs> box. That's fine. But like, yeah. you know, oh, that person, you know, delinquented out and or quit their sub, and but we had books on order for them, and those books show up. What do you do with it? Well, oh. sometimes we would like cut like a bat a board down and put it in a you know top you know load it in a bag so it's like you can just see the title or something you know. But, oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's one way to do it. But yeah, generally, if a, if a book okay. is you know, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of there's like stuff like Cave Woman and um, so yeah, so so, so I, like, I'm thinking we generally don't bother with it you okay. know unless it's something yeah. a lot of people are ordering. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know if you, if you remember, man, listen, uh, David Quinn, Tim Vigil. I, I like both of those guys a lot. I worked with David uh, Quinn um, back in the Malibu days. Uh, he wrote some stuff for me. Vigil did a, a cover for me, but have you ever seen Faust? Yes. Actually. <laughs> see, oh, see, see, see David Quinn and Tim Vigil are the ones that did that. And that's the kind of thing. It's like, you know what? It's like, uh, Vigil is a super talented artist and, and Quinn <laughs> is a good, good guy and a good writer, but yeah. How do you, how do you put that on the shelf? Well, yeah, there is a market for that. I mean, we do yeah. carry like going back to cross, we carry the cross trades in uh, the Orlando store and we sell them on occasion, but yeah, 
you know, that's different than having it on the feature, you know, on the, on the new book wall. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, some of that, it doesn't sell crazy often, but it sells occasionally. Right. And when, yeah. you know, those, those kind of customers, when they buy them, they buy multiples. Um, yeah. There's a market for it. It's not a huge market, but there's a market for that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I see, I see, um, I see a bunch of that stuff on, on, on Kickstarters and I'm like, you know, I, that might be a better venue for it. Cause the yeah. people that want to read that, they're going to seek it out and you know, you're, you're going to hit more of that market on like a Kickstarter or something like that, as opposed to just, you know, well, shotgunning and hoping, hoping stores buy it, I guess. Between me and you, I've always thought it was kind of the idea of, um, the brown paper bag on you know Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you can so. you can get that right off of a Kickstarter, and it comes in a, in a wrapped in a box, mm-hmm. and no one has to know what you got. Yeah, it, right? there's uh, I think yeah. it's is it Boom or is it Image? I always forget who's publishing, but Faithless. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, uh, very the sexual, very sexual, mature book, right? But yeah. um, they do a um, an X rated variant cover. But they actually do. Uh, they have like a wrap, like a, like a, like a, not a cardboard, but like a thick cardstock wraparound, and they polybag it. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. So, so they do it for you, and not, not exactly. Do a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, people. I mean, they don't reveal the cover ahead of time, and people that, that series in particular, we sell pretty well on that secondary cover, even though people don't know what it looks like. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's interesting. Uh Stephen Brown said, I think that's image. I, I think you're right, yeah. 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 So uh well, all right. Well we have come to the uh our clock has run its time. Uh is there anything that I didn't ask you that you're like, man, Roland, why didn't you ask me this? I wanted to say this about independent comics and, and you didn't ask me the question. So Oh, I don't know. Um I, I love the variety that's out there now with with independent comics. Like I said, there's a little something for everybody, and there's always the trends that go one direction or another. And right now, it's Supernatural, which isn't necessarily my bag, but there's always yeah. something out there to read. Um, yeah, one of my problems is there's so it, it's a very crowded market. Like I said, yeah. we don't even carry everything. It's not it's it's not possible for a store to carry everything. It's just not. No. Um, so I feel like I'm always kind of behind the the. Um, behind the times a little bit on some of the titles that come out and something hits big, it's like, oh, <laughs> should have read that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, then trades. Oh, well, volume two is out of print. Great. I can't read the whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I imagine you rely pretty heavily on your uh, on, on your managers and your staff. Oh, yeah. Because like we talked about, everyone's got kind of different tastes and different things. And, you know, part of them, they also rely on uh, the customers too. And, you know, yeah you know, not just what they're, you know, what our, us and our staff are telling the customers about, here's what we like. And here's what we, you know, you should read. Like we hear plenty of it's, it's water cooler talk behind the yeah. counter half the day. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's people telling us what they're reading and what they like. And, you know, it's, it's a conversation. It's not just, you know, customer and employee, like, you know, we develop relationships with people just yeah. like giving those positive recommendations to each other, you know, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Stephen Brown says, I know as soon as this is over, questions are going to be popping into my head. Ah, no <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I love talking shop on comics and yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a, even, you know, we just talked a little bit about indie indie stuff and, but it's, it's such a huge diverse industry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, um, and, and I think one of the, of course, one of the things you touched on is I think one of the things we have to remind ourselves frequently is that it's a crowded industry Mm -hmm. and while you know 
we got a you know gang of us here at Silverline making comics. We have to remember that it's a crowded industry. Yeah, you know the guys in the trenches like you are having to make those those orders, you know, and look through those two thousand line items, and yeah. and uh, it's 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 not well, easy. And so you know when I hear people getting mad at retailers, and I'm like, stop getting mad at the retailer. You know, it's not you got you guys on you to stand above. It's on you to reach out to them, and it's on yeah. you to make the retailer want you. Hundred percent. Like, don't don't look in the catalog and go, okay, I'll pick that up when it get it comes out. Tell your your comic, your local comic shop, I want to order that book for my my subscription, and they will get it for you most of the time. Yeah, if they're a good store, they will get it for you, especially if you pre-order it. Um, yeah, you know, some people, it's like you know, the book, you know, title comes out, and you know, maybe one person pre-ordered it, so it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll go low on it. Maybe we'll get five, ten copies, or it looks kind of like this book. We'll order it in similar numbers to that. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it comes out in the first 10 people a day, buy it off the shelf and we're sold out, you know, we, it's out of print and because it got hot. It's like, well, no one pre-ordered it. Like if you're excited about a book that you want to read, like pre-order it, tell your store you want to read that book. I look forward to the day that uh, Aaron, I'm getting emails from Aaron every other week it says, uh, Roland, we need more copies of this book. <laughs> Roland, we need more copies mm-hmm. of this book. <laughs> well, Aaron, I, you know, I know I speak for the entire Silverline crew. We absolutely appreciate you supporting us so much. And I, I know you probably don't see uh, our streams that often, but we, we always at the beginning and always at the end of the stream, we've even got the little uh, little image that pops up. Uh, we shout I, out. I did and, see that today, yes. Okay, good, good, yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we absolutely awesome. always tell people, you know, Coliseum of Comics, you know, in Orlando, go get them, tell them we sent you go there so so we absolutely appreciate appreciate you appreciate you supporting Silverline and uh, and of course you know all the other independent comics you do yeah. we love coming there we love coming in the, and hanging out at the shop and and talking to folks uh, uh last time it was uh for the rejects i think it was me and tommy and Haley, wasn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah sounds right yep. yeah so uh so we had uh had a lot of fun we Roberta, love anything uh no other than thank you we like to end our straight oh i gotta go through so thanks to our sponsors, Daytona Beach Comic Con. Make your plans to attend Daytona Beach Comic Con in September. If you like comic books, Daytona Beach Comic Con is the place to be. Uh, Silverline will be there in force. Obviously, if you're in Orlando area and you need your Silverline comics, which you do, then you need to stop by Coliseum of Comics in on East Colonial in Orlando and at Clare- in Claremont and ask them to point you to the Silverline Comics and tell them we sent you. You need to tell them we sent you so they know that you're listening to us and you're going uh, <laughs> and you're going to their store because we're telling you to go there. Shout out to Kablam, uh, who does yeah. such an awesome job on our uh, printing. If you need your comic uh, printed, printed, look no further than uh, Kablam. We're doing a, a fantastic job. And until next time, we like to say remember to... Make, Make mine, mine silver line. All right. Good night, everyone. Where's my closing bumper me. here? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Aaron. Right. We appreciate it. Hi, I'm Greg Horn. Make mine silver line. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, 
and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.